What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Oh, no, I did that thing. You did the thing. Project. But you know what? You know what? I'm going to complain today. I'm going to complain. <laughs> you got the complaints? I is do. It, is, is it about Batman? Is it about Michael Keaton making the nope. new phrase for Batman? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Um, no. Uh, one, my allergies have been bonkers the last two uh, days. Like Saturday, I couldn't, I couldn't even breathe. And yeah. my nose is raw from blowing my nose. It's like I have a thousand nanobots in my nostrils punching me. <laughs> that... And then, and then, secondly, I've gotten like so. I got Broadway and Brooklyn the the gargoyles. I finally shipped them, mm -hmm. and so now I have enough for the gargoyles to make a shelf, right? Mm -hmm. So now I have to move everything because I have to <laughs> shift to make space. And you know what kind of anxiety that that gives me. So I've been working on that for a lot of the day. And so here's here's the sixty four thousand dollar question for you, Tom. So. Do I take the classic, the vintage gargoyle figures, which are on a shelf with other figures in that timeline? Because, you know, there's, there aren't many of them. They don't get their own shelf, right? Mm -hmm. So they're on there. Do I take those figures and add those to the new NECA gargoyle shelf? Yes. All right. Absolutely. Mostly because they are, they're what, they're what about like four, four or five uh, inches? Yeah, about five inches. Yeah. I think Goliath, right. maybe six. Yeah. I, see for, for me since the since the NECA gargoyles are are a lot bigger the you, you for, and again this is just me I would put the the originals in front and then have the the, the NECA ones behind those menacing them. All right, done. And you see you have the 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 luxury of having enough shelf space to accommodate the twelve blocks worth of wings. That the NECA gargoyles <laughs> yes. come with, where they just ex they just open up and expand, and then continue expanding, and the only way to 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 get around that is to buy uh oh uh Bronx and get mm -hmm. the folded wings. Right. Uh, I don't I don't know how they're gonna handle that with the other gargoyles unless they just put out like a wing pack, where eventually you get everyone's wings folded except for uh, Lexington, who's got the weird. Right, I almost bought glider. the video game Goliath just mm -hmm. to have the wings to put on uh, Stalog. Yeah. So, did you get anything new? I got, I got some news. Oh, uh, I did actually. Um, I don't know if the, I don't remember all the because I pre, I pre-ordered these so long ago. Uh, I don't recall if they were supposed to be a a Walmart exclusive or not. Uh, so I picked up. Uh, oh, also, uh, the name of the podcast is uh, uh, Two Guys Talking Toys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know what? The I trucks episode, I think we forgot to say. <laughs> I continually forgot. I like to think that people who are tuning in know what it is. But uh, I, from, from, what I, from what I have heard, it is an important thing to say on, on the show itself. Uh, yes. uh, like, if, you, if you've been enjoying it, like the show, uh, please subscribe to the show. Uh, tell your friends. Um, uh, so I've gotten in my hands... The uh, uh, <laughs> classic Zartan in in the I guess the the original toy colors because I right. did not have him as a kid, but <laughs> that was going to be my second. It's going to be my second reveal. <laughs> I guess. Fine work. <laughs> yes, great minds think alike, right? Now, did you order yours off of Hasbro Pulse, or did you get yours from? I ordered them off Pulse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who, who, to to their credit, uh, applause to them. Seem to be much better at getting uh, other store exclusives than the stores themselves. Because right. Pre 
pretty much every shared exclusive I've ordered on Pulse, I've gotten before the actual store. Right. Yeah. As have I. As my, have only, I. my only, my only, slight, and I, I'm glad to get these. My only uh, uh, slight nitpick is why doesn't Zartan change colors? Uh, I knew you were going to say that because I, I feel it too. <laughs> I know that the Pulse Con one, the, the exclusive for that, that had the color changing gimmick, but the original, original Zartan changed colors i really feel like that should be that should be something everyone can get like i and, it, right. and this goes back to my 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 mindset on uh exclusives where if i'm paying whatever ridiculous amount of money to get a hold of an exclusive i consider that i'm paying for time to like to get it first to have it in hand and mm -hmm. maybe it's something a little neat but if it's something that the original did that everyone remembers from their childhood that enjoyed the the uh, uh the toy line come on it's been over a year Make them yeah. change colors. Do it. Still, very neat. Yes. Um, so, Tom, you know, thinking about, you know, this is our show about the culture of toy collecting. Mm -hmm. And we're a bazillion episodes in now, or not. <laughs> Somewhere around. <laughs> Give or take <laughs> a few bazillion. <laughs> um, so, you know what we haven't done is talk about some of the licenses, the franchises, that have really in in our lifetime mm -hmm. uh been you know the quintessential toy experience and and how they have culturally sort of you are ubiquitous toy collecting mm -hmm. and so you know there's like marvel and transformers and we've spoken about the smurfs everybody had them but i want to start mm -hmm. like we don't talk a lot about especially for people our age talk a lot about star wars you and i have oh, other, is... other than our cannibalistic ewok tales uh <laughs> really haven't talked about the impact that star wars had <laughs> on on the toy industry oh that that is very true so i so dana i have a confession to make this is um, gonna upset me it, it probably is uh as well as but probably a good chunk of of anyone that is listening to this <laughs> show uh I don't care that much for Star Wars. Wow. Uh, I am uh, renegotiating <laughs> the, the, the nature of our association right now. It, 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 it's, it, it, it's a little weird to me as well because it has, it's full of all the things that I enjoy. It's got giant monsters. It's got mm -hmm. anthro characters. It's, it's, it's in space. There's battles. There's swords made of light, all that fun stuff. And for reasons I can't fully explain, uh, like I, I like it. Like I enjoy the movies probably more than the, whatever the, the war and the fandom is right now. Uh, but I've never been like I've got to have X Y Z. I've got to have this guy. I've right. got to have. But, but so you you will be you be taking the lead on this. You've experienced what Star Wars has done for the toy industry, though. You've yes. seen it happen. Yes. And so, so, like when we were kids, pre Star Wars, pre you know. 77 78 you know that when it, pre that mm -hmm. we didn't really have any big expansive toy lines mm -hmm. you know that was that was ours to own you know what i mean like it, it came to exist in our time when we were kids and mm -hmm. buying toys and star wars sort of opened all that up 
Even yeah, without that, Star Wars and that that scale, that four inch scale, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have gotten GI Joe in that scale because GI Joe was big and yeah. everything was big and and like we talked about, it was dinosaurs, it was <laughs> trucks, it was, you know, what what space what space figures did we have? Yeah, because I don't think Flash Gordon had an accompanying toy line, did it? I don't I don't recall offhand. They did they. They did have a, a little, uh, but it was like four or five characters. Like mm-hmm. that was it. It wasn't an expanded universe that just kept growing. And yeah. Star Wars was the first one that was made to collect. Mm-hmm. You had to get them all, right? Because you had this expanded universe and you had soldiers and and like even guys that you thought, why in the world would I own that guy? Like the... The guy in the empire who who was in had the 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 worst job in the empire standing mm-hmm. in the barrel of the laser that shot out of the Death Star and he had that helmet that looked like a bowling ball like half oh a bowling yeah ball. Yep. and it even had three circles like I swear <laughs> it was a bowling ball but uh yeah like they made everyone and it was the first time that every character in an expanded universe was creative and it was it was just amazing like people went crazy for it and it was such uh an experiment and it it just took off i do remember being surprised by the number of characters that were popping up on shelves because i again like i I remember seeing the movies uh at like the drive-in but i I drive in (laughs) nice way to age (laughs) us i i feel like that's fairly fairly evident just from we we are the kiddles that are targeted by (laughs) By Hasbro to this day, we're like, hey, remember this? Here we you went go. down Enjoy to some the, more of this. We went down to the picture show. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they we we'd have the everyone would would sing the let's go down to the lobby, and then we would have ourselves a snack, and, <laughs> and it was a great time. It was, uh, it was good I, times. But I remember, I remember see, I remember seeing the movies. I remember, I remember seeing them on on store shelves, and never. Never been that inclined to get them. I guess the, the bug was not big for me, but I did take notice of. Like I was, I was much more of an outside observer of this because mm-hmm. I, I had buddies who collected it and they loved them. I remember, uh, yeah, uh, one of my neighbors had and they had the ad at. So that that may have been the first thing that I was interested in trying. Oh, to get that my makes hands sense because it's huge. Because you yeah. like the, the big things, and it was shaped it, like an animal. You could pretend yeah. it was alive. That was right? exactly why I wanted it. I never got one, but <laughs> I, I have one. You can, you can have mine. <laughs> I kid. No, you but, can't have it. Oh, madness! <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was. It, it was one of those things where we kind of separated, like because I had two brothers, right? Yeah. You had sisters, so mm-hmm. you played much differently with your sisters than I did with my brothers. Yeah. Um, so we had, so they're like two guys, they're two different hero guys, right? You know, so there's Luke, you know, the hero hero. And then there's Han kind of the, the anti-hero, right? Mm-hmm. But if you couldn't have Han and Darth Vader, you had to have mm-hmm. Luke and Vader and yeah. like Han and Boba Fett, right? So yeah. that was, that was kind of how the, the movies played out. And it always kind of ended up that way. And my younger brother always had a talent for creating odd characters out of out of characters that didn't have a character. Okay. For instance, he would get um, Lobot from Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> the guy with the computer on his head in Cloud City. And uh-huh. 
like and he loved Lando Calrissian and the Cloud City guy. So that was like his piece of that universe, like Lando <laughs> and the Cloud City folks, and then whatever you know troops for villains he could get. And then um, my older brother was really into the bounty hunters. Okay. And so he, you know, through the course of the movies, would get all the bounty hunters and Jabba. And of course he had Han Solo and, and Chewie and that crew, mm -hmm. which like left me with the, the main characters, which aside from Darth Vader were quite boring to me. Like <laughs> they were, they were quite boring, you know, but I had uh, Darth Vader. So that was cool. You know, I, I, I probably aired closer to your, your older brother where the, I, I remember being kind of fascinated by the bounty hunters. There's that scene where they line them all up and they're all standing there waiting to take the assignment. Right. And I and love I, that scene. And I'll yeah. tell you why. It's and because I, Darth Vader's going down. Now, Darth Vader's a bad dude, right? Like, mm -hmm. you don't want to mess with Darth Vader, right? Mm -hmm. But he's going down the line of all like, there's Bosk and IG 88 and Zuckus and like the baddest dudes in the galaxy. And then he gets to Boba Fett and he's like, no disintegration. Like, even Darth Vader. It, had to put a leash on Boba Fett. That's how what a bad dude he is. It really makes the uh, uh, the Boba Fett show a little disappointing. Yeah. I will not. I will not go into spoilers. But the Boba Fett we get in that is not the Boba Fett that is depicted in the previous movies. Although right. I guess I guess to be fair, he's only kind of hardcore for a little bit in the films, and then has a ridiculous death. But uh, right. so he screams like a, a soprano going into the. <laughs> Like so, so getting back to the uh, to the uh, the bounty hunters, that was where I was a little bit more focused. Where I would like to have seen if we had more of the movie focus on the things that the bounty hunters were doing, or if we if there was a scene that was almost like uh, uh, what was what was the name of that that movie where it's like twenty two thousand assassins trying to kill one guy. Uh, it was like Aces something. Um, oh, Smoke and Aces. Smoke and Aces. If we had that with Han Solo versus a bunch of bounty hunters and they're all coming after him, I think I would have been more inclined to try and collect those. Because I, Bosk was the guy that I wanted to see more about because mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Uh, but we never saw him. I, and I just classified him as like the Space Gorn. <laughs> I wanted to see right. more. He of did look like a Gorn. And for, more for stuff. the record, Gorns, Gorns were in space. <laughs> or, or like uh, the Slee Stacks. Is that what you're thinking of? Uh, no, I'm thinking of the, uh, uh the guy that... From Star Trek? Uh, yeah, the guy that Kirk, uh, the, the one that Kirk wound up blowing up with a, <laughs> a weird, a weird barrel turned into a cannon, which yeah. made zero sense. But, uh, ah, that was the guy that, right. <laughs> that was the guy that I wanted to focus on. And I, and it, were there more, like, I have the, uh, uh, the Black Series version of him. Yeah, but it's that fantastic. Was, and even to this day, they, they've never fully expanded all that much on them, but, uh, but yeah, but again, like I, I recall my my buddies having figures of Star Wars. That was that was you know, speaking of the way that it impacted collecting and and like what would would become toy collectors. Everyone knew what it was, mm -hmm. and everyone knew like you could go over any of your friend's house and have you could pull like Darth Vader out of your pocket, or you could just mention Jabba the Hutt, whatever. And we all knew what the like, yep, everyone knew what you we were knew. talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, and chances are they probably had something you could. You could mention, and, and and it was much more so than a lot of other franchises that were out at the time. So you could, right? You could mention He Man to your friends. Like, I mean, in the beginning, you could mention it, and maybe some of them would get it or not. But everyone knew Star Wars. You had you 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 had probably seen it in the theater. You probably had your favorite character and but, probably owned them. And I made friends when I was a kid. I remember there was a kid in my in my class that I was not 
not friends with. Mm-hmm. His name was David Ardette. Wherever you mm-hmm. are, David Ardette, I hope you're well. But uh, he and I became friends because we both brought Star Wars figures to school. I was in my like, mm-hmm. second grade. And yeah. during the playground, when everyone's running around like lunatics, we were having mm-hmm. space adventures with our Star Wars <laughs> figures. And, you know, but but like that movie, you know, came out when we were all old enough to go and remember going to the theater. There was like that mm-hmm. and Superman. But, you know, yeah. other before that, we weren't going to the movie because we were young, right? So yeah. that movie came out right at peak time yeah. where, you know, we go to the movie, we can understand it and we can see it and we can, we can play it. So mm-hmm. not only was it the collector, but it was the first movie that I remember that kids were reenacting to play. Yeah. Like everyone was in their yard with those yellow wiffle ball bats, the skinny mm-hmm. ones. And that was the <laughs> lightsaber, right? It was the first, like, not only was it for the toys, but play, mm-hmm. play in general for kids our age changed yeah. when Star Wars came out. Like, mm-hmm. it was a phenomenon that I think. You know, when the prequels came out and we got to share those, like when Jared and I got to go to see the prequels. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that culturally kids understand what Star Wars was. Yeah. It was a monster. Everything. And, and, and that was – it's funny you, you mentioned the uh, uh, the prequels. I remember I, – I didn't attend, but I remember that that was when – it was such a big deal that those movies were coming out that do you remember the midnight releases that they yeah, would do? I used, to go, I used to go to the midnight. Yeah. I never went to those, but I, I knew about them and it was kind of fascinating to me because up to that point, the only other thing that, that had something like that was like a concert or uh video game releases. Cause that was right. another, you know, people who were really big into the gaming, they would actually go and have like the midnight release for whatever specific game was coming out. And that was happening for Star Wars and it was huge. And yeah, and yeah like pe- I, I've read stories of people standing in those long lines, like it's the, the newest Apple release and talking to whomever was in line. And it was, it was like, it was a big bonding thing because people just got to talk about Star Wars for however amount of time. And then you would run in and yeah. it would be like the, the, the toy store giveaway sweepstakes and you'd grab whatever and buy it. But, uh, yeah, like no, no other franchise. I think to this day, to this day, don't they? I mean, well, the midnight releases are gone because right, brick and right, mortars have kind of shriveled up. Everything's but, pre-ordered, and yada yada. But even even after that, um, the the biggest toy lines that existed after, like Transformers, never had a midnight toy release. Nope. Uh, nope. And that's the only other thing that I could think of that was even remotely close. Uh, no, no, nothing from Marvel, nothing for DC. No one ever had, but Star Wars was different, and, and it, it got collectors right. and fans motivated. Because even if you weren't a big fan of the toy line per se, you were huge into the movies, and you wanted right. something. You had the lunchbox. From that. You had something. And like I said, no other franchise, no other license has mm-hmm. has changed play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess now some video game consoles, but um, no, I mean, you could say the same for Nintendo, but um, yeah. no, no franchise has changed universally the way kids play like Star Wars did. And mm-hmm. I remember like those characters, I mean, I couldn't wait to get Yoda because he mm-hmm. came with a snake, but I liked, 
I, you know, now I like the, the the bulky characters in the line, but I like mm-hmm. the little ones, like the Jawas were my yeah. favorite. Uh, I like the Ewoks. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a soft spot in my heart for Ewoks. And <laughs> and Yoda, I just loved Yoda. They had that, you know, Jim Henson thing, magic going on, Frank yeah. Oz's voice. Like, how do you not fall in love with Yoda? And 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 when they made, you know, they made the 12-inch guys as well. And and I couldn't wait to get to get the Yoda from that line. The first, the first Star Wars toys that I ever purchased for myself with my own money uh, was a two-pack of the Jawas. They they were yeah. they, they were in oh, I believe they were in KB, and I remember seeing them, and I kind of remember them from when I was younger, and I always thought they were neat. I always liked the Jawas. They were they were just funny creatures. I liked that you couldn't really understand what they were saying, right. and I liked that they pulled things apart and put them back together again. The Jawas That's were... That's you do. That, that, the <laughs> earliest version of customizers. You're a Jawa. <laughs> and I remember getting a two-pack, and this also leads to one of my, my first, which I may have told you about uh, off offline, off the show, uh, one of my most grievous injuries due to uh, Xacto Blade. Uh, yes. <laughs> remember, folks, when you're opening your toys, Cut away from you. I right. was opening. Same goes this... with bagels and everything else. Away. <laughs> I, was, away. I was opening this 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 package of Jawas and I was using an exacto blade and I'm cutting along the edge. And it was just that it was that last piece. It was that last connecting piece that's never even from where you started. And I remember oh. holding the bottom part with one hand and pulling the blade towards me. And I slash right here, just right across the webbing. And, I, okay. and it, and it, t- it was almost like a cartoon where it happened, and then it took like it was a delayed reaction, and then this part just went and opened up. Yikes! Now that you've grossed everybody out, unpleasant. But I love those Jawas. I think I still but have the people box remember their first Star Wars toys. Like I mm-hmm. can't tell you who my first GI Joe. I mean, obviously it was the, the the original seven. I think the first one we ever got in the house was Grunt or Flash, mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, <laughs> Because everybody wanted snake eyes, we didn't get them right away. And um, but like, you remember your first Star Wars toys, and I remember the first time we got vehicles. I got the the snow speeder, which mm-hmm. was my favorite of the ships. I had the long; it lit up and had those mm-hmm. long tubes, you know, coming out yeah. the front. They lit up, and 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 Dale got the twin car, the twin pod cloud car because he loved Cloud City, mm-hmm. and um, and, and you know, of course, we had the Tie Fighter and the X Wing, and then, but, but boy, when the Millennium Falcon landed at the house, that yeah. was a big deal. And I love Star Wars was really the first, and this is my favorite thing, like this movie trope. I love when they make <laughs> uh, a vehicle a character in the movie, mm-hmm. and the Millennium Falcon, and you know, the the Red Five call for the X Wing, but the Millennium Falcon has found its way through all of the movies and 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 it's not all of them but you they even showed it <laughs> there was a glimpse of it in the prequels mm-hmm. um on Coruscant but um like the millennium falcon that feeling when you got the millennium falcon as a toy because it was such a such a an essential part of the story yeah. you know it was it was at at times a hero and at times a burden to, <laughs> to the people <laughs> flying it um but like even in the sequels the later sequels when you know underneath that giant tarp that Ray's ready to get, like, you know the Millennium Falcon's under there. Mm-hmm. And when the tarp comes off and the Millennium Falcon takes off, that's it's just the most amazing thing. And I love, I love that trope. You know, 
there are other vehicles in, in, in movie history that you just love to see. You know, the Batmobile is always introduced in a cool way in the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like um, uh, the Serenity in Firefly was sort mm-hmm. of took on a character, but and and Razor Crest in the new Mandalorian, but um, nothing to the level of the Millennium Falcon. And and that's one of the things. Like, not only did they develop characters well, but they developed ships like Darth Vader's ex uh TIE fighter had the different wings mm-hmm. from the straight up and down TIE fighter. So when you got a TIE fighter, yeah, that's cool. But if you got Darth Vader's TIE fighter, mm-hmm. man, that was that was really cool. And even the and even the inclusion of vehicles at right. all. Uh the fact that you had and it, they were like prolific the number of vehicles that you got for, for yeah, it, every, it everybody was, got the sand speeder first everybody yeah. got the sand speeder first and they uh, were compatible with the figures that had already come out and i know that that for a while that was a little bit of a different thing where, where sometimes you would have to get a vehicle that came with a like a car that was a different size and you had right. to pretend that you were looking at it from like a different scene and that scene was happening and then you would come to another scene and now you have the close-up versions of those characters right you're almost with in Star and out Wars, of focus yeah now. With Star Wars, it was you have your 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 four inch figure, three and three quarters figure, and now you have the Tie Fighter, and now you can just plunk them in there, and the the play continued from there. Right, and you're right. Like they gave us not only the cool figures and the expanded universe, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody you saw in the Creature Cantina mm-hmm. got a figure, whether you knew their name or not. You're like, oh, that's the dude. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Yeah. He looked cool. Like Hammerhead was what seen for three and a half seconds on the mm-hmm. screen. He got a figure. Um, not only did he give you an expanded universe, and then they gave us um, the vehicles to travel through the universe. Mm-hmm. They then gave us the universe. They were yeah. the first ones to come give us play sets. You mm-hmm. could have the Death Star. And we've, we talked about the play sets and how Star Wars was the first to really come out with those kind of play sets. And it was just – it changed the face of everything. And you know what the sad part is when the prequels came out, aside from all of the sad things the prequels brought with them. <laughs> everybody Even... thought everybody thought the toy line was going to uh have the same reverence mm-hmm. as the original toy line. Yeah. And man, did they flood the market with their stuff and everybody bought it and it everybody much, left it in their box. It very much now, mimicked the, uh, it very much mimicked the, uh, the nineties comic bubble where, yeah. and, I, and I feel like that was, it was both, it was a benefit to have a lot of non star Wars, non comic book fans uh, like take notice and be like, Oh, this is an interesting thing. Uh, but then you also had with, with that influx, you had, the people who were just thinking of it in terms of money, in terms of investment, right. and they yeah, kind of like artificially inflated the uh, uh, the appeal of the product to the manufacturers who just kept cranking it out. And I'm sure in a lot of there were yeah, there were a lot of minds who were again, let me get twelve spawn ones because I plan on having you know three kids and I need to put them through college. Let me buy five C-3PO's and, it, and it, like to this day I, I hear other like toy podcasters and toy reviewers who talk about having just a stack and you see them at all the trade shows you see right. them at all, the, I knew all people, the toy shows I was, where they just have stacks and stacks of them for nothing yeah and they're they are worth pennies on the dollar essentially at this point because they and, yeah, people just thought they thought it was going to be so much worth so much more than they right. actually were 
Now, I was collecting in the mm-hmm. 90s because the Toy Biz came out and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was heavy into collecting in the 90s. Um, and I knew other people who didn't collect mm-hmm. until the, those prequels came out. And they bought a garage, no exaggeration, a yeah. garage full of stuff yeah. and left it mint in box thinking mm-hmm. that was their investment into the future because it was going to go crazy like the original Star Wars did. And it just never paid off. It never paid dividends. So what do you, what do you think about the, the line currently? So like, so today we have, we have the black series. Uh, we also have the, 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 the researchers of the vintage lines. They, they're, they're, they're cranking out kind of both at, at, in tangent. Uh, which do you think is the better option? If, if, if there is one at all, because I know for me, I only get the black series. Uh, and, mm. and even, even with that, I'm really picky uh, I, I liked Boba Fett. I like anything that looks Mandalorian. So I've got right. a, a giant Who stack doesn't? of Who doesn't. Yeah, like it's just a, it's just a cool design. Uh, I don't get too much into the character. I don't I don't read the comics. I don't read the books. Uh, but just from a, like visually, he's interesting. Uh, I I I've enjoyed him. Uh, the 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 Black Series Grievous needs some work, but mm-hmm. you know, like all like any pretty much anyone with a lightsaber. I will pick up. Right. Just uh, like, yeah, that's the thing. If it's a bounty hunter or a lightsaber yeah. a wielder, they're cool. I'm, I'm probably um, going to get it. I love the Black Series. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I mm-hmm. love them. They're so well sculpted. Um, the articulation is great. Um, I don't have a lot of them um, mm-hmm. because I, I, you know why? Because I'm going to go bonkers <laughs> and buy them all. But I did get the bounty hunters, you know, and the, and the main characters because I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like, you know, Disney Store had an exclusive called the Silver Series, and they were mm-hmm. die cast metal. Okay. And like anyone who had a mask was an amazing, like uh, Captain Phasma and Darth <laughs> Vader and Darth. Um, um, all like anyone who just wasn't human looking is mm-hmm. fantastic because the paint on the die cast for humans is a little weird, but the mm-hmm. helmeted characters are fantastic. And I bought yeah. all of those. And then when Disney was going under, they were, they were chucking them out the door for $5 a piece. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I have a bunch of those as well. The silver <laughs> series, but um, the black series are, are de- for a star Wars fan. You couldn't get, you couldn't get better than that. It's, it's, it's amazing. And did, did you support the, uh, the, the, the Rancor Haslab. I know that that I, was that was a weird period of time. It was fascinating to like for me to watch. Uh, I did not take part in that because that was the, early on. Like that was one of the early Haslabs, wasn't it? Yeah, because they did they did the Razor Crest, and then I believe the Rancor was second. Uh, I did not put money down on that. I didn't support that only because I oh I don't I don't remember offhand if it was the Sentinel or if it was Galactus that was going on. And I could not afford to. I think it was the support two has labs, so I, I, I went I with sh- that. I but... surely wanted it. Mm-hmm. I did because I love the Rancor. Um, I, I I love that scene, but I I didn't support it. <laughs> I do I I do kind of wish that they. I mean, I know they said that it it, it fails, so they're not going to do it. I kind of wish that they would try it again. Uh, I don't know. All right, so I, I, I want to warn everyone right now. If, if you're if you're not interested in hearing spoilers for Boba Fett, even though it's been on for a while, have, have you have you watched the Boba Fett series? Uh, no, because I heard the direction it went in, and I don't want to see Boba Fett go that do, way. Do you care about hearing spoilers? No, because I, it's the golden age of television. I'm way behind. Okay, so for so for all of our viewers and watchers, if you don't want to hear Boba Fett spoilers, if you have not seen it yet, fast forward like a minute and a half. Uh, <laughs> and, and go. 
So the the Rancor appears in the Book of Boba Fett. It, he gets a he gets a baby Rancor at some point. It's a gift from like Jabba's cousins or whatever. And I honestly think that Jabba's that was cousins. the well, at least they didn't I, give him a Hestruck. Yeah, every every year. That's it. That's his granddad. His granddad every year we <laughs> put him a Hestruck. Uh, but he he gets one though, and I think. If I remember correctly, the Rancor Haslab was spoiled by one of the uh, one of the the, the, the the designers or the developers. Oh, that's right. Accidentally, and then instead of sitting on it and just letting people kind of ferment on it, they fast tracked it. So my I I honestly think that their original intention was to let the Bo- the Book of Boba Fett play out, and then the Rancor appears, and then they would announce the Haslab to be like. Hey, this cool thing happened in Book of Boba Fett. Here's the ranker. Go get it. And I because it came really close to to the funding. And it's really unfortunate that it didn't it didn't make it. Well, for for insert whatever reason, whether the, the, the extras were pretty stupid. They were offering like a bag of like a pile of bones that had already been released with another figure, a paint like a cardboard cut out as a backdrop. And it wasn't until it got really close to the end where they were like, here's also the ranker gatekeeper. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you just announce him initially? Uh, so, like, there were some fumbles. But right. I do kind of wish that they would take another stab at that. Uh, what do you think the newest one? Because they're going to announce another HasLab for Star Wars. Since the, the Reba lightsaber did not did not do any, any numbers. Uh, no. It sounds like this one, they might be pulling it back. The classic. There's, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of back and forth. Do you, do you have any guesses? I have a wish. Uh-huh. Millennium Falcon. Do you think that would pull people in? Oh like, yes. And, yes. And and would 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 you want to see it for uh like the, the vintage line or the black series compatible? Uh well for sure black series. Mm-hmm. Um because the, the Rancor was gonna be comparable to the, the Black series. So yeah. uh you know, I, I don't know how much it would cost and it would have to be it would be sizable, it would be three or four feet wide. But mm-hmm. um it would be a dinner table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Millennium Falcon, people would buy it. People would be in. The chatter, you heard it here. <laughs> the chatter is Ewok Or the Village. Ewok Village that we talked about. Which, is, which has been, I think, a hilarious ongoing joke because it started off on another on another toy channel. And then everyone was like, well, yeah, it's confirmed, right? No, not confirmed. Just people having fun. Uh, yeah. But, but it... it, it it lends itself to the discussion. Would you buy an Ewok? Because Ewoks are now starting to trickle out into the Black series. So yeah. we're getting, we've gotten Wicked. There's been uh, uh, yeah, we had Low Gray of, and mm-hmm. uh, Chief Chirpa too, didn't we? Yeah, and they announced and, think, and they announced the animated looking one. Yes. So uh, Ewok Village comes out. You getting it? Yes. <laughs> uh, I am not. Only because <laughs> I am. It makes me sad that uh, that we're getting Ewoks and Super 7 has not announced burbles for Thundercats. Why is that going to happen? I don't understand. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. They're certainly not going to do them based on the uh, the 2000 series because they transformed into little wheels. Right. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm distracting us. Right. Uh, so who is your favorite? Like, who is the Star Wars character that every time you saw him on screen, he he brought a smile to your face? Uh, Bosk. <laughs> Boy, that was a short-lived <laughs> smile in regards to Star Wars. Bosk and uh, General Grievous. Um, I remember seeing pictures of General Grievous before Attack of the Clones happened, and I yeah. and I remember being blown away. Like the design on him is phenomenal. The look of bone 
on him, like as the like the exoskeleton on him, looked awesome. The having the multi arms, and then they right. did that animated Clone Wars series where it was just a couple of minutes, just a couple, of, and a lot of them were silent. And you got a, just a few bites of stormtroopers doing things, and they were fascinating. And then at the end of it, or at the end of the, uh, that particular cluster, you got the introduction of Grievous, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy's going to be amazing!" And then I went yeah. and I saw the movie, and he's garbage. I heard that the Clone Wars series does a great job with him, but I, it's like it's a million and twenty-five episodes, and I don't have the time to. Right, I thought the same those. thing that I wanted to watch them, but it so what, just seems like so much. What about yours? With with sixty seconds on the clock. <laughs> well, obviously the Ewoks. <laughs> obviously the Ewoks. And you know who made me laugh every time was Salacious Crumb. <laughs> oh, because he that was little cackling bird su- monkey guy. Such a such a hilarious like precursor to Gremlins. He was so insulting. He didn't even like <laughs> speak, but he just that laugh. He would somebody would have something horrible like fall into the pit with the Rancor monster, and he would just laugh like he, he was the most evil person in the entire star he, wars galaxy he, he just thought pain was funny he needed a second he needed a second one so that he could be statler and waldor just laugh right. at the misery of all the other star wars characters i wanted the shot of him laughing when jabba was being choked out oh that would have been amazing right and him looking at him sad just with sadness <laughs> in his face why what, what, we were He's like, fun. when Jabba's like, <laughs> like, that would have been the That's best. Fantastic. So, listeners, if Salacious Crumb has laughed at your misery, let us know. Have you have you enjoyed Star Wars? What's your favorite part of it? Uh, let us know. Get a hold of us. You can get you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Two Guys Talking Toys. The number two, no G after the talking. If you'd like to send us a Gmail, same thing. The uh, Two Guys Talking Toys. The number two. No G after the talking. Uh, should we end with Chuck? May the force be with you.